Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. John Boer, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radio Harambe. This is Safari Mike, and I am joined by Christina. Hello, Christina. How are you? Hi, Mike. And today we are going to discuss the Tree of Life Theater, actually. Um, but before we delve into that, I just want to remind everybody about our T Public store. Uh, you can get the link on the show notes that uh, for this particular show, as well as for our social media sites uh, on X, it's at John Borvu One, and on Instagram, it's Safari underscore Mike and Disney's Animal Kingdom. In the in the profiles of those uh, social media, you'll also see the link to our store, and you can get all sorts of cool items. I know by this point, when you're hearing this, it's right around Christmas, and it's probably too late to order T-shirts for Christmas. But hey, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, <laughs> and what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than with Disney Animal Kingdom t-shirts <laughs> and uh, our other paraphernalia. But anyway, go on there. Every uh, dime that we make on sales of things like uh, Pangani Forest Trail or the Kali River Expeditions and, and other Sanaa Restaurant and all those kind. Jiko was another uh, good one. Um, we actually, I was just telling Christina, we've sold a couple of Merry, Merry Menagerie t-shirts, which of course is the cool holiday um Thing that they do on Discovery Island. But anyway, go on there. Every dime we make goes to conservation. And today we are going to talk about uh, the Tree of Life and the Tree of Life Theater in particular. Now, we have recently heard from uh, Disney at the D23 um, show that they were going to replace the uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug at the Disney's uh, at the Tree of Life and replace it with a Zootopia themed or Zootopia, I guess Zootopia-themed uh, movie or some sort of show of some type. I'm assuming it's a movie. So let me just tell you a, a, just a little bit about the Tree of Life before we begin talking about what were some of the early concepts of um, the Tree of Life Theater, what they eventually wound up doing, and what we think about It's Tough to Be a Bug, and what we think about It's Going, and maybe a thought on what we think of Zootopia and what we think would be even be a better idea. I at least have one idea that I think would be better, but we can we can talk about that at the end. But first, I'm going to just give you a little quote, and this is sort of goes to the backstory of the Tree of Life itself. And here it is. Once upon a time, no vegetation would grow on Discovery Island. There were no trees, no shrubs, no flowers, nothing. It was a barren piece of land. Then one day, a tiny ant planted a seed and made a wish. He asked for a tree to grow a tree large enough to provide shelter for all of the animals. Magically, the ant's wish came true, and a tree began to grow. And it kept growing until there was room beneath its limbs for all of the animals, from A, ants, to Z, zebras. And as the tree continued to reach for the heavens, the image of all the animals that took shelter beneath its shade appeared on its trunk, roots, and branches. So as um, that little backstory, a little quote that kind of gives you the backstory of what the Tree of Life is, gives you is that uh, bugs are an important part of 
uh, life here on Earth, and that was kind of why they used It's Tough to Be a Bug. The Tree of Life itself is a metaphor that exists in many cultures throughout the world. It's usually a symbol of life and symbiosis and, you know, how all things, you know, live together, etc., etc. Um, and in the park, uh, the backstory is the Tree of Life sprang up and then the village of Discovery Island uh, came up around it. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of the backstory of the Tree of Life. And we want to talk about what some of the, sorry, what some of the um, early concepts were for the, the tree itself. The first one, and um, the first one was actually, uh, it comes from an early design. Joe Rohde was one of the early concept paintings of the tree. And it was that the you would be able to climb to the top of the tree and the tree of life itself was sort of like an observation tower for the rest of the park. So one of the early ideas was there would not be a theater underneath there. It would just be a giant tree and you would be able to go to the top and there'd be an observation deck and you'd be able to look out all around you. That was number one. I'm going to ask Christina what she kind of thinks of that particular idea. I think it's cool. I, I, I mean, everyone likes a view, right? True. It is a big, uh, it is the park, you know, for lack of a better term, weenie. I mean, I know that, that's yeah, a term. it's an icon. It, yeah, it's the icon of the park. Yeah. And in other places, uh, particularly Spaceship Earth and the great, and uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, those, the, the icons were the Great Movie Ride and Spaceship Earth, and those were attractions that really kind of were imp- integral to the theme of the entire park itself, really. Um, so I think they wanted to kind of do that. Um, so they did not do the observation deck. To be honest, the observation deck, while it would be cool, I'm glad it was not what they ultimately decided to do. Unless, I mean, I, I guess you could have done the observation deck in a, in a conjunction with um, a theater underneath, and that would be fine. But I kind of like the fact that there is a, a show, an attraction within the Tree of Life. The second one, and this one I think would pique maybe your interest. Uh, at one point, instead of a theater in there, the concept and the idea was to actually have a restaurant and it would be called Roots. The restaurant would be called Roots, and of course, obviously, would be in, within the roots of the Tree of Life itself. What do you think of that one? I like it. Yeah. I, I, I think it would make for a really cool restaurant. I think it'd be popular. The th- the name Roots, I'm kind of picturing kind of a earthy-themed restaurant. Right. And uh, I don't know, was that... I, You know, today, nowadays, there's a lot of, like, uh, farm-to-table and organic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was that... Was it as popular in the early 90s? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it was just different roots like potatoes and right it would be a potato uh, uh, all the fixings <laughs> make your I own potato it's vegetarian though then could have been could have been i've always said that you know it would be an interesting thing to have a vegetarian uh, only restaurant at disney's animal kingdom like you know a lot of different kinds of salads and all that kind of stuff but i don't know if uh, like today's organic stuff is, is quite as popular as it is or would have been as popular in the early 90s it, you know it probably would have been burgers and chicken fingers and stuff like that but who knows they didn't uh, 
they didn't uh, really get into the what the what the menu would have been. But that was dismissed, and th- and then they went to a theater show, and there were two early concepts, and I'm actually going to show Christina, and I'll describe it for the listeners since this is a podcast, not a visual thing. Was the the two different shows that kind of lost out to uh, the It's Tough to Be a Bug. And that is the Wonders of Nature show. And the concept art has almost like a like a fairy princess. And there's, um, you know, within the roots of a tree. Mother Earth. Yeah, like a Mother Earth kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's an elephant in the concept art. And that would have sort of been... You know, just sort of all the wonders of the natural world. This 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 narrator would have been giving you that information. The second one would have also included audio animatronics, apparently, and that would have been one based upon um, Rafiki and the Circle of Life. And the concept art shows Rafiki with uh, Nala and and Simba, and you know, he's at some sort of you know, still using some sort of magical table or whatever to, to yeah, show. Given this was in the 90s, I'm surprised that didn't win because Lion King was huge. Huge, absolutely. Yeah, 100% huge. Um, but those two things did not make it. So what happened was, um, at the time, and I think we've discussed this before, is that it's uh, A Bug's Life had not come out yet. It was in production at Pixar. Um, and it was Michael Eisner who said to you know they were having this meeting about you know what they could do for the tree of life and nothing that they came up with like those things that i just talked about um really piqued interest and they were not too happy with uh, those ideas so it was michael eisner who suggested why don't you guys go over to pixar studios they're doing a movie about bugs i think bugs would be perfect for um, the Tree of Life and, you know, to get that out there, that concept of how important they are to the to all life on Earth. Um, so that is kind of the basis for why we have um, It's Tough to Be a Bug. Um, what do you think of the two concepts that I just mentioned, the wonders of nature and the circle of life ideas? Um, wonders of nature, I think that could have been okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like something that, it, it seems like a mesh of what you find in Rafiki's. Right. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. And then Lion King, obviously they went with the show, which is hugely popular. So I actually like that they have a live show instead of the animatronic show. Yes. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about Festival of the Lion King in the past about how much we love that particular show. But uh, I, I, to me, the fact that they went with Bugs and, you know, I've mentioned this before on the show that I used to be a volunteer at a zoo and um, we would often I would often talk about uh, when I was doing tours and stuff about how important insects and bugs are to everything that we uh, to life on earth you know it, it starts with you know smaller animals eating the bugs the bugs pollinating all the plants all that kind of stuff I would get into all that, and I'm really, I, I was very, I like the idea of it's tough to be a bug there to kind of give you that background, because not a lot of zoos do uh, insect um, exhibits. Uh, there are a couple, like I know the Cincinnati Zoo does a wonderful insect world, a whole building dedicated to 
different insects and stuff like that. But not a lot of zoos do that. They were building one in Seattle when we were there. That's right, Woodland. in the Woodland Park. Yeah, yeah they were building. Uh, but it was, was going to be brand new. It wasn't even open yet. Right, I think so it was open like the weekly after it might we left. Be a newer addition that zoos are incorporating them. Yeah, they're not easy to keep. I mean, number one, a lot of insects. Just the mere fact is that they they don't live long, so you have to constantly have a, a, a supply of different insects unless you can get them, you know, uh, repopulating themselves um, there. Uh, Butterfly gardens are very popular because, you know, they have learned how to make sure that they are constantly, you know, repopulating the population of the butterflies in a butterfly house. Um, and actually Epcot has a butterfly house during the garden festival. But anyway, um, other than that, not a lot of zoos do that. So uh, the fact that they, Disney's Animal Kingdom was able to tell that story to the people through this attraction, I thought was interesting. Uh, important and a good idea and i'm not too thrilled about the zootopia overtaking its stuff wow. to be a bug but i'm sure all the listeners know that unless they're brand new <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of it's tough to be a bug um it is hitting on a a, a section of nature that's you know not not otherwise represented right and uh but you know my memories of it going with young children is it can be a little scary. It can absolutely be. Yeah, can, absolutely. Especially since they're not just saying, hey, these bugs are actually friendly, which they do a fair amount of that. Um, but there is a part where they have the bugs attack, like when the spiders drop on you and the hornets sting. Yeah. And it kind of, to me, perpetuated the fear that children have about bugs so i didn't like that part that's a fair point um i've had to leave because i've had an uncontrollable screaming child during <laughs> it and i've had to leave partway through the show it was not me by the way that's how scary it can be for yeah. children and that kid still doesn't like spiders <laughs> so neither do i <laughs> even actually. though i tell them hey it keeps our garden healthy <laughs> yeah i know um yeah i mean there, there would always be uh, parents just outside of the exit waiting for the rest of the family to come mm -hmm. out because they had to take their their yeah. small one small one I out. Think, I mean, it was there for the drama and like a little excitement during the show, and it certainly did that. And if you were an adult, you have fun with it. But I, I just didn't like that it was so scary for young children. That I wish they had like alternating shows, like one that didn't have the scary part, so mm -hmm. kids could get an appreciation for insects and spiders and and bugs. Um, without having the fear part, you know, perpetuated. That is an, a good point because the, the the objective of the show really is to say to the people coming to Animal Kingdom, hey, bugs are great. Bugs are really important. Insects are really important to everything around us. And so, you know, be mindful of that and appreciate insects. But at the same point, they also did, as you say, perpetuate the fear that a lot of people have of the alienness of insects. I mean, that's what well, I think is I the mean, focus. At one point, they have the hornet sting you in the back, like actually attack you. Yeah, it's, that's true. That one. <laughs> it was pretty, you know, and it's it gives everyone the little thrill because, you know, things right. you didn't know were going to happen happen. Right, right, right. Um, I just, I almost wish they had two theaters, one for young children. If you have young children, you're going to go see this show and take that element out. 
you know, for the older people, because us adults, we understand it's all just for fun. Right, right. And we know that animals are essential. But the, you know, maybe the five, maybe six and under group. Could um, still be, could be there, could freak out because of the spiders yeah. coming down from the building yeah. or the hornets or stinging in the back. Or if you have a child and, that's easily afraid of things, yeah. you know, you know if you have an anxious child, the, how they'll, they'll handle it. it. It would almost be, you know, if they had either alternating shows or, um, or two different theaters, it, it would have been a little It bit also better. has one of my favorite physical gags um, in a theater. Oh, and the that, beetle? That is when, no, no, that is when um, you're at the end and they said, you know, let the bugs go out first and you, f- you kind of feel them coming up underneath oh, your butt. Yeah, yeah they kind of, <laughs> as they're walking underneath you, kind of. Um, I, I mean, people laughed at that. I always got a kick out of that. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, a, it's a good show. Now, it's been there since the opening, 1998. In fact, it's, the, it's tough to be a bug is older than A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life came out in November of 98 and the... This show came out in April of 1998, so it predates the actual movie it's based on, um, which is a novel concept in today's uh, Disney. I mean, now it's like five years after the movie's ended theater run, you start hearing about, you know, Moana exhibit attractions and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, I think I, I understand. I think I said this when we were talking about the D23 thing. If they were, if they were going to force Zootopia on us. This is probably the best way to do it. I did not want to see a Zootopia land, which, by the way, opened in, uh, I think it's Shanghai? Hong, Shanghai or Hong Kong? Shanghai? I think it was Shanghai. I saw the, there's a ride-through of the attraction itself. It looks like a pretty cool attraction, but, I mean, it belongs in Hollywood Studios if around here, not not in uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, so if they were going to force Zootopia on us, at least they could do this. I think Joe Rohde said this when we, inter- when we interviewed him. Um, you know, they could just use those characters as kind of uh, the narrators on uh, telling the story of the natural world. I'm okay with that. Um, I do kind of like uh, the idea that bugs in the roots of the tree of life are telling the story of bugs. I kind of like that concept, and I'm sorry to see it go. Um, you know, maybe they just could have redone It's Tough to Be a Bug or something like that, but apparently not. Apparently we're getting Zootopia. What are your thoughts on the Zootopia thing? So, prior to the announcement, mm-hmm. and even prior to our news show yeah. about the announcement, I'd never seen Zootopia. Um, but with this change coming, I went ahead and watched it. I don't watch movies <laughs> for people at home, so it she was... She doesn't watch anything. I, you know, I, but I was motivated to. I watched it, and um, I, I like the movie. I do. I did not care for it that much, to be honest. Part of this, part of the, I, my... my I you did? Okay, yeah. so because part of my anti-Zootopia thing is I never didn't really care for the movie. Uh, I thought it was kind of heavy-handed. Uh, I, I just didn't really care for it that much. I mean, it was okay in certain parts. It was funny and whatever, but I, I think they're much was, better. There was a lot of funny parts comparing, I guess, you know, that slow person in your office to this lock. Right, right, right. Like, I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of funny. And then also, like, it was... You know, if you think about an educational sense, it's kind of giving you the attributes of different animals, too. Kind of, yeah, so, the kind of, the kind of they would take. But in a in a in a funny, an exaggerated way. Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just didn't really was it wasn't my thing, right. Zootopia. Well, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I'm going to change your mind. I just no, no, I didn't no, no, think no. It was as bad as I had 
thought it would be, given because your the, dislike. Right, right, right. Because I had you know made my uh, opinions yeah. clear before you watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you liked it better than I did. I know that, and and you know that's fine. Um, do you have any? I mean, I think I could think of a couple of things, or one thing in particular that I think would have been a better idea than Zootopia. Do you have any thoughts on what you would have done well, there? You told me to be prepared with okay. an idea of something else that they could have done. Okay, and what would um, that have been? So, uh, so in in the um, Desert Museum, the Sonoran Desert sure. Museum, they had this when I was like growing up in okay. Tucson. And we would go through, there was um, almost like a play area that was all caves. And I think they had something similar at, because um, I know you've never been to there, the City Museum in St. Louis. Sure. Do you remember the cave area there? Yeah, of course. And you could like run around yeah, yeah. and do all oh, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, because you're kind of going underground for it, you're going under the tree. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool if there were, it was a player. There are getting possibly getting rid of. Oh, the, I uh, that's, I like this idea. So we're going with the area. playground. So almost. if we could do a cave themed right. play area, maybe have little water features around, like a geyser that shoots okay. out. Okay. Okay. You know, ropes you can kind of the rope nets can, can climb up or down. Right. There'll be ramps for adults and. You know, like really, like stalactites, stalagmites. It's underrepresented. It is part of nature, and right. the animal kingdom is the theme with nature. And then, in some spot, we could do an exhibit with bats. And I know they have some in the uh, jungle trek, but you know, I I like bats. I think they're really cool. Right. The bats you would want would be more of the small mosquito eating yeah, bats, yeah, like yeah. Uh, right, right, right. Um, yeah. And then, so we could incorporate kind of like animal salamanders. We could do that. So make okay. it a small, like maybe a small, not, not a full um, animal path, but kind of like how the Oasis has just a couple things. Maybe we could do a couple things, and it's how many kids really know about the creatures that are underground. And you are going underground to get through this area. Interesting. Okay, so. that's not bad. I like that. I and like I that And I think idea. there would be room for it, considering there's um, all the backstage stuff, too. It's tough to be a bug, plus the whole There's backstage area. stuff. There's a waiting area. It's a 400... It seats 420 people. It's a fairly sized, yeah. big-sized theater. I think theater. you could do a lot with another play area. And unlike, um, unlike the Boneyard, which I love, don't get me wrong, um, it would be out of the heat in the sun for kids. Um, because I do think I, I shared a story on here yes. where my child, when he was very young, was running around. It was one of the more hot and humid days, and he passed out. Mm-hmm. And we had to rush him over to medical mm-hmm. because kids are not going to stop playing because they feel woozy. Right, and so, they don't tell you. And they don't tell you. They don't tell you. Um, at least you at know. that age. So, I mean, how many times have we been to the boneyard and kids are just bright red in the cheeks because they're yeah, playing worry, so but... hard and they're running around Absolutely. so hard and it's hot and it's humid. And this way, they would kind of be down, ducked, at least out of the sun while mm-hmm. they're playing. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that, that would be my idea for it. Okay. I like that. I, it's, <laughs> I, in fact, they, frankly, I think it's better than my idea. My idea would still <laughs> okay. be keep it a theater, keep it a movie. But Disney just, I guess, purchased the, uh, a couple of years ago now when they did Disney Plus the rights to National Geographic. Why not have a National Geographic movie about life on Earth? Kind of like the Wonders of Nature thing, but this is sort of based upon... 
the um, the IP and Disney loves IP and they have this IP now of National Geographic of using that uh, intellectual property to kind of give you a, a run of maybe all the different you know interesting habitats uh, located throughout uh, the, the world um, and kind of uh, you know could be all sorts of things like you know we've been talking about the cloud forests in Colombia, Okavango deserts you know all that kind of stuff antarctica things like that and kind of like scenes you know what i'm picturing yeah go ahead. i recently went to the movie in the sphere darren Aronofsky. yes uh, film mm-hmm. letters from earth mm-hmm. and um and that was a it's a sphere so whereas you know we're used to like soaring where it's like right just really big and kind of all around you and we've done the the circle vision before but this one, because it was on top of you, there would be like an underwater scene and you'd see everything all around you, but then you'd look up and it would be ripples like if you were looking up from a pool. Like right, right, right. Doing something like that on cool. a smaller scale than the sphere, obviously, with nature films would be really, really cool. And it's, I mean, it's hot right now. I think yes. everyone in the world are seeing clips from the sphere. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm not suggesting it's all over that. Everything that the tree of life light up like that although yeah. you know it does have the projection show but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know seeing the actual nature film that's inside of it it really took the experience to a different level well anyway that was my idea i like your i mean you uh it, that's an interesting take on it but uh i do like your idea of like a getting rid of the theater concept and just sort of making it a playground slash small exhibit for underground slash nighttime creatures which uh, are typically underrepresented in all zoos not just the animal kingdom so anything else about uh, the tree of life theater and au revoir to stuff to be a bug okay we'll see we'll keep you posted but good i would say bugs land in california was my favorite like absolute favorite and now this is like the last thing that was, um, although yes, it's in Disney World, but they I had know. it over in Disneyland as well. So it's a little sad to see it go, um, even though it scared my child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A Bug's Life is a underrated Pixar movie. It's one of the first ones, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like lost in the yeah. in time. But um, and it didn't have the staying power of The Incredibles or Toy Story. But um, anyway, I do uh, enjoy it's tough to be a bug, and you know I'll be sad to see it go. But I'm not I'm not the kind of person who is um, you can't change anything. But I'm fine with change. I'm just not convinced Zootopia is the right type of change. Anyway, so that's today's episode of Radio Harambe. We are getting close to the holidays, so happy holidays to everybody out there. And again, uh, check out our T Public store. I've talked to you at the beginning about the links. Go in the show notes. You'll see the link there and our social media pages. All proceeds go to conservation, so uh, feel free to spend as much as you can. And (laughs) (laughs) and for uh, Christina, this is Safari Mike Quaharini, and go well. (laughs) 